That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The alleged Gilgo Beach serial killer now faces a new murder charge. And the district attorney lays out some of the evidence they have against their suspect. And that suspect's defense team goes to bat for him after some really disturbing internet history is revealed. We have three of the most shocking updates in the case of Rex Uerman. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Long Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. The Gilgo Beach murders happened more than a decade ago. And over the course of several years, 11 sets of human remains were discovered along that shore in Long Island, New York. Now, in the last several months, the serial killings are back in the headlines after law enforcement say they finally have a suspect in July police arrested 60-year-old Manhattan architect Rex Hewerman. He was originally charged for the murders of three women, Melissa Bartholomew, Amber Costello, and Megan Waterman. But he was also the prime suspect in the death of a fourth woman, Maureen Brainerd Barnes. And now he is officially charged with her murder. Here's Raymond Tierney, Suffolk County DA, talking about this latest development. We've charged the murder of Maureen Brainerd Barnes, to add to the uh, to the already charged murders of um, Melissa Bartholomew, uh, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello, uh, the defendant is charged with murder in the second degree, not murder in the first degree, because uh, for murder in the first degree you have to you have to commit uh, three murders within a 24 month period, and the, the numbers just don't work uh, work out. Okay, now to explain that a little bit. Hewerman is charged with second-degree murder of Costello, Bartholomew, and Waterman, but also first-degree murder for each of them. Because under the murder statute in New York, you can be charged with first-degree murder if you intentionally cause the death of two or more additional persons within the state in separate criminal transactions within a period of 24 months when they were committed in a similar fashion or pursuant to a common scheme or plan. Now, prosecutors believe that he killed Bartholomew in 2009, she went missing in July of 2009, and that he killed Waterman and Costello in 2010. Waterman went missing back in June of 2010, Costello went missing back in September of 2010. So the three killings all happened, allegedly, in that 24-month window. They were all done in the similar way, common scheme, common plan, and that's how they got him for first-degree murder for all three. The reason he is in charge with first-degree murder for Brainerd Barnes is because it is believed that she was killed in 2007. That's when she went missing. So it is outside of that window. Nonetheless, Hewerman's still charged with her second-degree murder, meaning intentionally killing someone. And here is Hewerman's attorney, Michael Brown, speaking about that indictment. We entered a not guilty plea this morning. He has maintained his innocence from day one. Um, he entered a not guilty plea on the original indictment, and he again entered a not guilty plea this morning. What is the reaction to To the new charges? Well, we, we had advance notice that it was coming, so I explained that to him. Um, again, he, he said, I'm not guilty of these charges. He's looking forward to fight these charges, and, and we're doing that. We're going to continue to prepare. Uh, I, I expect that additional discovery will be forthcoming on the newest victim, and, and we're going to examine that. 
Now, we also got a big update from Prosecutor Ray Tierney concerning DNA evidence. I think the most well, the biggest uh, change is the DNA evidence, uh, and we've received uh, significant DNA evidence between the time of the first arraignment and this time, uh, which I'll synopsize for you uh, at this time. We've always spoken, right from the very beginning, we spoke about the five hairs of significance that were recovered from uh, three of the four burial sites of the women. We now have uh, nuclear DNA results for all five of the hairs, so I'll, I'll go through it. The, the hair that was found on uh, Brainerd uh, Barnes, it was found on the buckle uh, of the belt that secured her lower body. Um, and we also found a um, uh, three, uh, three hairs uh, on, at the site of uh, Megan Waterman's uh, burial. We found two female hairs and one male hair. The male hair was found at the bottom of the burlap that Megan Waterman was wrapped in, and the two female hairs were, were found around the, the he head area, one at the top of the burlap and one near the tape that was used to restrain uh, Megan Waterman's head. Uh, the, the fifth hair was a female ha uh, hair that was found in the area of um, Amber Costello's head. Now, at the time of the original arraignment, we reported on mitochondrial DNA for, uh, results for three of those hairs. With regard to the My Megan Waterman uh, hair that was found outside the head area, it was uh, consistent with um, the uh, genetic profile of both ASA, the, the mitochondrial DNA profile of both ASA and uh, Victoria Heurman, uh, and you could ex uh, exclude the rest of the population to 99.69% uh, of the rest of the population. With reg regard to the one male hair uh, of significance that was found uh, at, uh, in the, in, on the burlap with uh, Megan Waterman, again, that genetic um, uh, result was uh, consistent with uh, uh, the defendants and 99.96 of the population uh, could be excluded. Uh, with regard to the male hair, that again, that was the, we received the mitochondrial uh, DNA profile with regard to that. The nuclear DNA profile on that was um, uh, 1.48 times 10 to the 169th power as to, to come from someone sharing the same genetic profile as uh, the defendant. Uh, and finally, with regard to Amber Costello, uh, we, we received the, the nuclear DNA uh, a profile on that, and that was 4.654 times 10 to the 63rd power uh, as likely to have come from someone with the same genetic profile as his daughter, Victoria Heurman. So again, the mitochondrial DNA uh, for mother and daughter are going to be the same. Nuclear uh, are going to be separate. Everyone has a separate um, nuclear DNA profile except for identical twins. So the reason it took so long to indict Heurman for Brainerd Barnes' death is because of this new, advanced, cutting edge, as he calls it, nuclear DNA technology. And as he explained, authorities essentially matched up DNA from Heuerman's estranged wife, Asa Ellerup, to the hair found used to bind Brainerd Barnes. And as compared to mitochondrial DNA testing, DA Tierney says that nuclear DNA testing is more discriminant. The technology allows you to get nuclear DNA results from hair, and they use nuclear DNA testing on all five of those hairs. By the way, investigators say that Ellerup was out of town when Brainerd Barnes was killed, so she's never been charged. She's never been accused of being involved in these killings in any way. Just want to make it clear. But it's just another way that the prosecutors have tied this back to Rex Ewerman. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. 
Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Now, Mr. Brown, again, the attorney for Rex Heuerman, also talked about the DNA and whether it could really be connected back to his client. You have mitochondrial DNA, which in regards to my client, let's assume for a moment that, number one, the DNA on the victim is in fact the perpetrator. That's a big leap, but let's just take that because we have transfer DNA. You have people walking around without gloves at the crime scene, there's photographs. I think some of you folks have published that, but let's just make that assumption. Now you have two out of 10,000 could be the donor. Suffolk County, Nassau County, total we have 3 million people. That's about 600 people that potentially could be donors for, for that DNA. That's one piece of evidence. We have been told that the evidence uh, is unsuitable for nuclear DNA testing. This morning was the first time, and this is 13 plus years, that miraculously nuclear DNA testing and results have come forward. There has been testimony, there has been lab reports that consistently said it was incapable of having nuclear DNA testing. And we had mitochondrial DNA, and, and those statistics were, were quite frankly, uh, not very convincing. Um, the initial mitochondrial DNA testing, we are certainly gonna look into the lab reports, the lab testing, and the transfer of evidence, because that, that's somewhat disturbing to learn for the first time after 13 years that we now have nuclear DNA testing. Saying all of a sudden they have nuclear DNA holding prosecutors to their burden. So it's definitely going to be a DNA fight if this ends up going to trial. By the way, I think it's pretty clear from watching sidebar episodes like these that the world isn't always the safest place. And of course, getting injured can be really scary. But it's important to realize that if you're ever seriously hurt, your injury could be worth millions. That is where Morgan & Morgan, a proud sponsor of Sidebar, comes in. You see, Morgan & Morgan doesn't settle for lowball offers. And if you don't believe me, in the past couple of months, Morgan & Morgan saw verdicts of $12 million in Florida, $26 million in Philadelphia, and $6.8 million in New York. Now, mind you, this is considerably higher than the highest insurance offer for these accidents. And get this, the fee, absolutely free unless you win. Yeah, you can get started with your claim. Just a single click on your phone. Seeing if you have a case only takes a few minutes. You can submit a claim at forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or by dialing pound law. That's pound 529 on your phone. All right, let's get back into it. Now, remember, it is our understanding from reporting that all four of these victims work as escorts. In new court filings, prosecutors say that Hewerman had hundreds of instances of contact between himself and sex workers, 
In a bail application, investigators said that when they arrested Huerman, they found burner phones that he allegedly used for, quote, illicit activities. They say that he contacted sex workers on those phones hundreds of times between 2020 and 2023. Huerman reportedly contacted a sex worker who goes by the name Mia in March of 2020. Mia suggested that the two meet up the following day, but Huerman allegedly replied that he was only free that day because his wife was out. Now, during a news conference after the latest hearing, Mr. Brown said that the existence of burner phones and even the use of a sex worker services was irrelevant. It didn't make Huerman a killer. So what they have is they, they have pinging of cell phones. There is nobody, not one person on the face of this earth, that is going to say that back then my client possessed a cell phone that was a burner phone and was communicating with any of these girls. What you have is pinging. Massapequa Park, New York City. Massapequa Park, the population, if you just limit it to his neighbors, there's 17,000 people in Massapequa Park. In New York City, in Midtown New York City, where his, he's an architect, where his business was located, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people at any given time that would be using any of those cell sites and pink. But something else that's making headlines right now as well is Brown's apparent defense of some of Huerman's really vile alleged internet searches traced to a burner phone and email account for a Thomas Hawk. Authorities say that this is Huerman. Now, these searches included things like rape and torture, autopsy photos of female bodies, even very specific searches like, quote, skinny black slave girl and, quote, tied up fat girl porn, but Brown says we shouldn't judge anyone for their search history. Searches? So that, that's another interesting point. Searching the internet. Ask yourselves what you search on your computers and your phones. So one thing leads to another. You, you see a, a, a show about something, you start searching. And they talk about how somebody's killed, you start searching. And then they talk about another way, and you start searching. Think about if they looked at your own personal search history, how, how all of a sudden you're guilty because of your search history. Think about what you search, what your friends search, what your kids search, what your neighbors search. That in and of itself makes you guilty. Maybe, but adding it to all the rest of the evidence, not great. All right, so what's next in the search for justice? Well, let's go back to Raymond Tierney. You know, we, we said at the very beginning that we were going to take a comprehensive look at the Gilgo Four cases. I think we've done that. Uh, we've completed that. Uh, we used the grand jury process. Now we move to the second phase. The second phase being the prosecution of these four cases, as well as continuing to use the grand jury to investigate the other cases, the other bodies and the other murders, which we think are uh, investigatively significant. And we're certainly gonna do that. We're going to use the same methodology. We're going to use the grand jury. And uh, if we, we come to a result in the time, and when the time is appropriate, we'll have uh, further uh, comment on that. All right, so there you go. Some new developments in the Gilgo Beach saga, and we will continue to follow updates in this case as it progresses. But that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.